So we've seen too much to not believe. You know, I was thinking about those singing that song, we've seen cancer disappear. Yes, we have. We've seen broken hearts healed. Yes, we have. About everything on that song, we've literally seen. Hallelujah. And he's going to keep on doing it. He's going to keep on doing it. I got a little stuffy head thing going on. It's really aggravating because I haven't had nothing like this in four years. But I still don't, I still believe, like, like, I don't care if my head stopped up. Lord, I still believe you're the healer. Amen. Amen. Care if my head feels like it's about to fall off. I still believe you're the healer. Amen. I'm going to keep on going on. So, so Sunday was preaching on grace. But for by grace you've been saved through faith, not of work. It's the gift of God. And a lot of times I mention your New Testament's written in Greek. Your Old Testament's written in Hebrew. But the word saved is actually the Greek word sozo. So for grace you have been saved. For grace you have been sozoed, which actually means you have been saved, delivered, protected, healed, preserved, made whole, made well, recovered. So on Sunday when I was mentioning the grace, and when you look that up, the Greek word uh, charis, I'm, I'm sorry, great, yeah, grace, the Greek word charis, it says, uh, especially the divine influence on the heart and the reflection in the life. So I'm, so I'm thinking, you know, as we preach the word, as we declare the word, then we need to know how to pertain it and apply it to our lives, right? Yes. Need to apply it to our lives. Paul said, I preach with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. So... I am feeling a lot better than I was. Uh, I think it was, was it Tuesday night? Had to be Tuesday night. Yeah. Had to be Tuesday night. Man, I was like, or Tuesday, you know. You know, you just get tired. And your head starts hurting. You get tired. And then I realized, man, you know, you get so weak that it's hard to even ask for prayer. Is that right? So I thought, I'm going to lay down. So I lay down there for a couple hours. And I, I'm going to lay down, but I'm going to get up. And I'm going to seek heaven after I, after I lay down. I'm going to get up and I'm going to seek heaven. I'm going to get me a little bit of strength. I might be giving up because I don't feel like I have the strength to even pray right now. So I lay down there for a couple hours. And then I get up and, and I always think about Don. You know, Don, he was sick with cancer. And I always think about saying that. The Lord told him, well, a sick man don't lay in bed. So I thought, well, I'm not going to lay here. I'm going to get up. And I'm going to get on my face and I'm going to seek heaven. So I get up, and, and I get on my face, and I'm like, Lord, by your grace, by your unmerited favor, by your divine influence on my heart, and, and it coming out of me. So, Lord, by your grace, nothing that I've done but what you did, this headache's gone. I've been delivered for grace. I have been saved. I've been delivered for by grace. My headache has been delivered through faith in you. Through faith in you. And then we just start speaking it over yourselves and speaking it over yourselves and agreeing with his word. And that's what we do. We just keep agreeing with his word. And then it comes. And even if it don't appear like it is, I still believe it. Amen. Amen. I still believe there's going to be people in here tonight healed, set free, delivered, made whole, like tonight, like now. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. That's the way it's going to be, right? Amen. Maybe I'm the first one. Hallelujah. So this morning, Brother Josh texted me. Well, Josh Cantwell, several of you may not know him much yet, but he texts me and says, I, I believe I have a word. Come on, brother, bring it on. He said, you pray about it and see. It didn't take me too long. Amen. So he's going to come. He has a word for us. And I'm so thankful for his steps that he's taken out, him and his wife, and what's going to happen in their life. And we're going to be right behind him. Amen. Way behind him. No, we'll be right behind him. <laughs> we're behind you, Corlin. You're in Texas. We're in Missouri. No, we're behind. We're, that's what we do. We get behind each other. We lift each other up. Lord tells you to go somewhere, go there. Just tell us before you go. That way we can help you. Pray for you. Amen. So come on, Brother Josh.
Guys, just to go a little farther with Brother Denton just said about me, I was actually in Florida this morning, guys. Um, <laughs> I was all the way from home. I was, I was in Florida um, working, and God woke me up about 4.30 this morning, so 3.30 this time. Um, and he just started speaking to me, guys. He said, he said, I need you to preach. I said, God, no, 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 no. I argued. I don't even know what time I text you. I think it was like 8.30 our time here now. It was about 9.30. So I fought him for about five hours, guys, saying, no, no, not me. Not quiet guy from Missouri that doesn't like talking in front of people. Let's be honest. That's me. I've never done this before. So, um, what God put on my heart is kind of crazy to me, but he went to the first chapter of the Bible, the first verse. Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and, and as dark was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Guys, so in the beginning, we have to believe in God. If we believe this verse, he's asking us to believe right here already. He's asking us to step in and believe God. And I love what I read. I keep reading. I'm going to jump around a little bit. And when the first day, God created light. And when God saw the light, it was good. Guys, he sees good in everything. He knows it was good. He knew what was going to happen. He knew how terrible this world was going to get. But he saw the good in it. He saw us. So I see it. And so farther down, he, he just keeps going on in verse 10. And God called the dry land earth and the, gather, the gathering together of the waters called sea. And God, saw, and God saw that it was good. Guys, he keeps going in verse 12 and says, and it says, And earth brought forth grass, herb yielding seed after his kind, and the tree yielding fruit, whose seed was it in itself after its kind. And God saw it was good. Guys, he goes through here six days and says it was good six different times. Or sorry, five different times to get that right. And on the sixth time, before God rested, after he made man, he said it was very good. Very good. So where, where I'm going with this is we live in an evil, dark world. But God sees good in it. He sees us in it. We are his light. We are to shine. And this is a dark world. We've let, and I say we let because us as Christians have let our guard down. We've let God be taken out of schools. That's what schools were founded on, guys, was the Bible. We let God take it out of our government. That's scary. Our, our nation was founded on God. He was founded on Jesus. So what do we do about it? What do we as Christians, as true believers of Christ, do about it? I feel God's about to do a mighty work. It's been prophesied that God's about to do a mighty work and start in Missouri, guys. Right here in this house, it was prophesied. We're about to see supernatural things happen in this world that we can't explain. And I am so excited. I'm so excited because I feel we're in the beginning. I know it sounds crazy. You know, churches have been around forever. But it's not... Church is a word, but what church has gone to is not a true relationship with God. It's gone to religious, you're going to do this, 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 pray this, pray this, pray that, pray that. That's not a true relationship with God, and that's what I was raised up in. I was raised up thinking this was a book of history. This isn't a book of history, guys. I don't know if you know this or not, 
but this is a living word that will tell you how to live your life. Um, um, we're going to go to Romans chapter 12. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the miracles of God, that ye present your bodies as a living and holy and acceptable, a living sacrifice and holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reason of service. We have to be, whether we want to, we have to kill our flesh out daily. And it's daily. It's not on Sunday mornings or Friday nights. Um, it's daily, guys. I heard it put this week. Um, sorry, my name went blank. Uh, who wanted? But anyways, he wanted Rachel. He wanted Rachel, but he got Leah. Well, guys, Rachel's Sunday mornings. I, saw, I heard it that Rachel was Sunday mornings. Rachel's when we were at church. We're around our church family. Leah's like when we're in the world. And I love that. It's like, man. That's when we're supposed to do our work. If Leah wasn't there, we wouldn't have had Jesus because the tribe of Judah would have never been there. So we have to serve him every day, whether it's Friday night, whether it's Monday night. I would say night because we're at nighttime, but day. We have to wake up every morning, and I struggle with it, guys. I'll just be honest. My flesh, I struggle with it. I'm tired. I work crazy, silly hours at work. And so to make myself get up early and get my word it's hard sometimes. It shouldn't be, because I love it. It shouldn't be, but it is. I'm just I'm being honest. But when we get into our word every day, we start our day with this. How much better is our day? How much better is everything? So where I'm going with this is we have to kill ourselves daily, our flesh, to serve him. And we all know that. But we have to do it. I'm just God's telling me to do it. Um, in verse two it says, And be not conformed. To this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So, for God to see good in this very dark world, it's us. We have to I keep going back to it. We have to kill ourselves because we don't want to be of this world. We don't want to be. I don't want to be Josh Cantwell of old. I want to be Josh Cantwell of new, and I want to grow daily. I don't want to just be satisfied with, man, I preached my first word. I did good. Well, I didn't do nothing. God spoke these words to me. God gave me these words to speak because I'm nothing. My body is a holy temple for the Holy Ghost, and I love him for that. I love him for the ability to speak in tongues. Last weekend, I think I might have scared a few people when I started going off in tongues, but the blessing and the, the spirit I felt in here and the word that was gave forth was meant to. So what I'm telling you guys, this is to obey. To obey him all the time. If he tells you to do something, do it. If he tells you to, but be patient. That's what I've had to learn this week. Is don't call your wife on a Friday night telling you to quit her job and she might freak out on you. Okay? She might get a little angry and your weekend might not be very fun. But when we sit down and we talk about it. Finally, after we get over our anger and over everything, we know that God's calling us. The fear. The fear of quitting my job and going full-time serving the Lord. That's scary, guys. Um, and that's what I'm facing, just to be honest with you. Um, but I'm willing to do it because I want to see souls saved. I want to see this place so full that Dan's got to build on. And he'd be glad to build on or build a new whatever the God puts and God will provide whatever is needed. He will always provide whatever is needed. 
kind of went off what I was thinking of, but that's good. This God took me. Sometimes you think you're going with something right, Dan, and then he takes you somewhere else. Um, I've heard that said so many times. But if there's something that you're going through that's not letting you serve God the way you need to serve God, don't be afraid to step out and say, guys, I got a problem. I need help. I need your prayers. Don't just sit back there. It was hard because, I mean, I was fighting last week when Dan called and my, my heart was pounding 600 miles an hour. But it's a good thing. It's not a bad thing when he tells you you're doing wrong, when he steps on your toes. That's not a bad thing, guys. It's a great thing. And to come to this altar or that altar or whatever altar you go to is a great thing. It's time with brothers and sisters in Christ together. Because it says where two or three are gathered, he'll be in our presence. And he is in our presence. And I'm just excited to see what the future holds for this place and just the kingdom of God in general. God's going to clean this earth up. He's going to show the evil as evil. He's going to open our eyes. Some people aren't very smart. Let's be honest. I was one of them. I lived 37 years not, not knowing the truth. But I, I know the truth now. I know that this, word, this book comes to life. And I'm excited, guys. I'm excited about it. So if there's anything that's holding you back from serving him 110%, 120%. Guys, I heard it said the other day that we are we giving God the time that he needs? Brother Dan went on 10% of offering. Are we giving him 10% of our day? Because if we give him 10% of our day every day, not on Sundays, not on Fridays, 10% of our day every day, where will we be in our walk with Christ? How much farther along would we be? That sounds like a lot. 10%. It really doesn't sound like much, sorry. But if you add it up, it's, it's 24 hours a day. It's 2 hours and 40 minutes a day to pray, to seek his face, to praise him. I talk to him all day, guys. I, I'll catch myself. And the guys, I talk to him when I'm not sleeping or when I'm sleeping. Because my guys at work, they're funny. Because, Josh, you were mumbling in tongues over there all night long. Well, that's awesome. If I can sleep and still talk to God and sleep, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because they do. They make fun of me because I'll be mumbling over there in tongues and I'll be asleep. I don't, I don't know. But that's with my CPAP machine on, that's even better. <laughs> but it's just, it just amazes me how he's with us all the time. It's not just a little time. When we fully step forward, and it's a full step, guys. I'm just being honest. It's, it's, it's killing yourself daily our flesh it's coming to him so what he's put on my heart tonight to ask you guys is there something holding you back is there anything holding you back to not serve him it could be something silly guys it could be obsession with football that was me sunday afternoons we come home from church it was dallas cowboys football and you better not interrupt me in any play, I'm going to be sitting in yes, Corlin, on the edge of my chair, living every play with the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, I'll be honest, I've watched half a Dallas Cowboys football game this year. I don't care. I did last year. <laughs> we still like our Cowboys, don't get me wrong, and that's okay. But what I'm saying is, if there's anything, and it might not be bad, it might be, not be totally bad, but if you're putting more time into it than you are into God, it's not it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a burden. So when we come forth tonight, and I'm going to ask that we, it's a little different here, but I'm going to ask that we come forth tonight and we pray together as a body of Christ 
And if there's anybody that has something that's just in your way, you don't realize it. We don't realize it until we sit and think about it, that it's in our way. I want you guys to come forth and give it to God and let Him take it. Let Him take it from you. Because he that's what I had to do with the Cowboys. I'll just be honest with you. I had to let Him have it. And I, and I, I, I watch the scores. I, I usually check the score after the game. Now, I, I don't even try to let myself watch it because I know it's interrupting my time with God. So when we do that, when we give everything to him, we have joy. And I heard the other day, I never heard joy said like this, but she said it, at, we had a revival at our, church, at our church at Aurora last week. And she said, Jesus on you, joy. So if people see Jesus on us, what's the world going to do? We've heard, let our light shine. What is letting our light shine? Smiling, being happy. It's showing that no matter how hard life gets, that we are still going to smile. We're still going to be joyful. We're not going to get angry. We, we struggle with flesh sometimes. I struggle with flesh sometimes getting angry. But if we let the joy, Jesus on you, shine. Shine through this world. What a better place this world will be. Yes, there's going to be evil. There always will be. Until that one day when we meet Jesus in that eastern sky. And when we meet him in that eastern sky, you know, the air is the devil's zone right now. But when we meet him in that eastern sky, I'm just excited because Jesus is going to show off a little bit, guys. He's going to show off a little bit and say, hey, these are my children. These aren't your children. And I feel there's a great revival coming. It's just, it's just getting started just a little bit. But it's going to come hard. It's, it's going to come hard. It's going to come fast. And we all need to be there as the body of Christ to help. Pastor Dan and Pastor Sarah... They can't do it all, guys. They need your help as a congregation. They need you to help step up and pray with people. Lay hands on people. Pray with people. Get in the water with people. They need the church. And you guys do a great job of it, believe me. I love this place. And we felt so welcome here from the time we walked in the door. I've been to churches. Guys, I'll just tell you, I went five times to my brother's church. I'll just throw it out there. Not one person said hi to us. Not one person said welcome besides the pastor. We walked in this place, everybody welcomed us. And that, that, that makes my heart full. The next week we come back, they're hugging our necks like we've been here our whole life. But guys, I'm, I'm just going to close with that because we serve a mighty God. And if we give ourselves 110% to him, it's hard, guys. I'll just be honest. It's hard sometimes. But when we do, the reward is way bigger than the cost. At 10% of your day, I'm telling you that we need to be giving the Lord the two hours and 40 minutes a day. Sounds like a lot. It's not a lot. It's not a lot. Get up an hour and a half early, an hour before you go to bed. I like to wake up and go, go to bed with Jesus. I'll watch sermons till I fall asleep watching the sermons. I'll play my Bible all night long. I let it read to me, guys. Get as much of his word in you as you can. I'm just excited. I need to be quiet now, but <laughs> I'm just excited.